0: Job says uh, the Spirit of the Lord has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. When before there was anything, Genesis 1 says, that the earth was void and uninhabitable and chaos and there was no life and then the spirit of God hovered over the deep that word for spirit is ruach Which is also translated as breath, breath of God. So when we sing, This is the air I breathe, it's not just. It is the breath of God, the Spirit of God that literally sustains our lives. As believers. There is no life without Him. If you are a reborn believer, <laughs> you have a new life. You, have, you, you, you exist of something other than what your mommy and daddy did to bring you forth. Something happened to you that gives you life other than just your soul being awake that you were born with. Something happened the day that you gave your life to Jesus that literally took you from the position, from the, uh, the state of being dead in your trespasses to the state Of being alive in God. There is something different about a Christian. Literally. There is something in you and with you that is not the truth with those who are not reborn believers. The Spirit of God gives you life. And he proved it to us once in the Bible. Ananias and Sapphira. What happened? They sinned against God. They lied to the Spirit of God. And he left them. And they fell dead. I think maybe out of his grace, (laughs) that never happened again. But the fear of the Lord came over all people when that happened. And we've lost something about our reverence for Holy Spirit and for the Spirit of God. And I think think many of us grew up in Christianity without that knowledge of the Spirit of God. But today is Pentecost. So last week I actually then lied and said that we're going to go on with Philippians. We only did the first verse and then we got stuck (laughs) with the first verse of Philippians last week. But we'll carry on with that next week. Today we'll focus on Holy Spirit. Um, yeah, Yeah, I'm feeling His presence very strongly. It's such a beautiful feeling, such a wonderful. I feel it literally in my, in my bones. I love it. So, oh, I is al klaar, heel yell for my story af of my cup. Paul says in Galatians, he says, You who started so well with the Spirit, how have you now gone back into your own works again and your own strength again? You who started off this Christian journey so well in the power and the anointing and following the Spirit and living through Him, He says at a stage, who has bewitched you? Who has come and told you all kinds of lies that now you have to go and do things again in your own strength like keeping the law he mentions? But it's not just that, it's all other things. It's everything pertaining to Christian life and pertaining to to a life of godliness. And, and sort of I've, the message I feel in my heart that we need to grasp today is to come back to the place where we only do Christian, Christianity, the Christian life, the Christian lifestyle, out of one place or out of one person really. And that is the person of the Holy Spirit that lives within you. the Heilige Geest wat in jou woon. apart from that and apart from Him moving us and empowering us, there is nothing, there is no life, there is, there is nothing that means anything to the kingdom of God. It may look good, it may even feel good and you can clop yourself on the scoward but it means nothing unless we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. So I want to take us to this place where Jesus was now introducing the Holy Spirit to the disciples in John 14. But I want us to just think a bit, little bit what they were experiencing. They're sitting around the table, they're having the Last Supper with Him, and He's talking to them about what's happening, what's going to happen, what's coming. He's talking to them that, that soon that He will be taken away from them. He will be crucified. And you must now think that for two years, these guys have been Uh, trained by Jesus to expand the kingdom of God on earth. So on two occasions, he sent them out without him. They they were with him for two years, day in and night. And, And experiencing how he was empowered by the Holy Spirit to expand the kingdom of God. And on two occasions He gave them, He breathed on them, He gave them authority and power and said, now you go out and you go and practice what Christian life is all about. Drive out demons, raise the dead, heal the sick. That is how the kingdom of God expands. Not being nice to people. The kingdom of God expands by destroying the works of the enemy. So these guys were like in training for two years. And now Jesus says, okay, guys, the time has come for me to leave. And I'm putting this burden of expanding the kingdom of God, I'm putting it on your shoulders. And he's just imagine what they must have felt. Say, Lord, how can we? I mean, we still struggle with things like pride. And we still, st- I mean, we just had a fight. Don't you remember that me and my brothers just had a fight of who's going to sit next to you in the kingdom of God? Who, is, who, who do you love the most? All that silly kind of stuff, that's still the stuff that's going on within us. How can we go and do the work of God? We can't do this, Lord. Please don't go away because we cannot do this without you. Please, Lord. If you go, this whole thing will fall flat on his face. You are the center of it all. You are if this is not you, if you are not there then then nothing will happen, Lord. Dis is die goed wat jy kind hulle harte moes aangegaan het. Maybe a side bet there and there. Yes, I I give this thing about three months and then nothing will happen. Nothing will come from it. In fact, that's what one of the the Pharisees said to the council when they uh, were debating whether this thing was true or not. They said there was this other rebel, rebel who did this movement and you know what, it just fizzled out. So if this thing is not from God, it will fizzle out. Have you ever thought how it's possible that more than 2,000 years after the fact that the church could still be going strong? Not tradition. Not learned things. The Holy Spirit. Only by the Holy Spirit. So, these guys are saying there, and their hearts are troubled. They're thinking, How can we possibly do this? And I think many of us, when we feel the call of God in our lives, and when we feel or when we actually realize what we are supposed to be doing as believers, we just think, I can't do this. I'm too weak. I'm too sinful. I still struggle with this. I still struggle with that. I can't do this. So this is Jesus' answer. He says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. And trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? So he's like trying to give them peace. He said, you know what, guys? I'm going but you know what? I'm coming back and I'm going to come fetch you. And this is actually the beautiful picture of, of, of a marriage covenant between the husband and the betrothed. Because I don't really want to like go in, this for, in detail right now, but what happens is that when, when two are betrothed in, in their culture, then the husband goes, he puts out the cup, which he has just done in the Lord's Supper, he gives, him, he gives the, 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 the husband-to-be, gives the betrothed the cup. When she accepts it, when she takes it, she says yes. Then he goes away. And he literally goes and he builds for them onto his father's house. He builds for them an extra room where they will live. And when everything is good and ready, the father says, determines the time. Go and fetch your bride. So he's using this picture with them. He says, I will come back. I'm going away, but I will come back. For you are my bride. You are my beloved. I do not want to be without you. So beautiful. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. Do you hear the love in that? His desire just to be with us. And you know the way to where I'm going. And then they still say, no, we don't know, Lord, says Thomas. We have no idea where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus told him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you had really known me, you would know who my Father is. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Now that you realize this. And this is the first thing that we just need to just put in our hearts, just bank, that, that the, the purpose Jesus had to come to earth was to reveal the Father, to reveal His heart, reveal His love, reveal His authority. And that is, everything He did was for that. When he drove out demons, when he healed the sick, when he raised the dead, when he spoke righteously, when he went against the Pharisees, he was revealing the heart and the will of God. Just bank that for now. All right? Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. And Jesus replied, I have been with you all this time, Philip, and you still don't know who I am. the disciples was ook my doof. They were not learned, genius getting everything the first time people. But nee? Wat God uses the simple to shame the wise. Die wat dink hulle Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father, so why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least, Believe because of the work you have seen me do. I'm reminded now of James that says, faith without works is dead. See, all of us as believers, we know that we are called to reveal Jesus Christ to the world. We are called to reveal the Father. We are called to to manifest Him to the world. But how do we do that? How are we doing Hoe vaar ons daarin? In manifesting the Lord to the world. And then we go down the list, ja ek is nice met amal, ek raak nie vinnig kwaad nie, I I pay my bills on time, and I pay my taxes, and I pay my tithes, and I'm doing all things good. I'm, I'm good, I'm doing all right. That's not manifesting the Father. That's not what Jesus did. In fact, Tychet was from a Basar. Paying taxes. Oh, goodness, it's time for taxes. Just quickly go catch a fish and take a coin out of his mouth and then just pay the taxes. Because it needs to be done. I'm busy with doing the Father's work. I'm busy destroying the works of the devil. Do you know what the one number one experience of the early church was? persecution they woke up every single day knowing that they will be persecuted that they will be hated that they will be ridiculed and even chased out chased out of town that's why Paul wrote and we don't understand that we sort of just want to skip over it if you want to share in the glory of Christ you've got to share in his sufferings See, we think Christian life is all about just being good, good people. You remember that Lillian was away to her brother's wedding last week, two weeks ago. One of us at Noel, and uh, so they are not believers at all. They do not believe in 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 in. in in God, they do not believe in Christ. Uh, in fact, they are like possibly polytheistic, uh, worshipping trees and, and things like that. You know, uh, pantheistic. Uh, but they are the most lovely people that you can find on this planet. Will not hurt a fly will not speak against somebody will not do anything that offends or you know this whole thing that's going on in the world right now don't offend anybody don't say something that's that's the world language do everything right do everything good be a good boy be a good man be a good wife be a good this the world can do that It takes a little bit of effort to just change the way that you're like, thinking about things. That is not the mark of Christianity. Of she came back a little troubled. Thinking, but there's nothing that I can tell them or show them or, or yeah, like by my lifestyle and by the way that, that is different from what they're doing. They're good people. And then I said to her, but, and then what? <laughs> but, but done. What is there? What more is there? How are we different? If we are born of God and born of the Spirit and born of How are we different? What is the mark that we bear that shows the world that we belong to God and that God is in us and we are in Him like Jesus did? At least believe because of the work that you have seen me do. What work are we doing For God. That shows the world that He has authority over sickness and illness and depression and all those kind of stuff. The works of the devil. Yes. Here is um, Johannes 14 verse 11. Then He says, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Why? Because I'm going to be with the Father. See, if I do not go to the Father, you will just be be, be stuck being... Uh, First row, front row seat viewers of the power of God and never experience the glory and the power of God. If I don't go, you will just see all these things but never be part of it. You can ask for anything. In my name and I will do it so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Now let's just take a minute and talk about in my name. Because some use in my name as a sort of like a kind of an incantation. Do you know what an incantation is? Yeah. It's like a spell. A chant. A chant. It's like... Uh, <coughs> what's I do? <do-key? coughs> yeah. The, the, the wand of uh, Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. If I've got this thing, then I can do whatever I want. Phew! <laughs> So we say, in the name of Jesus, I want this, and I want that, and yeah, <laughs> suck. That is not what it says, that is not what it means, and we use it. Ever thought of what Jesus meant, or what God meant, you will not use my name in vain. Actually, it's not the guys in the movies saying, oh my God. I hate that. I can't stand it. (laughs) But that is not what is offending God. (laughs) He doesn't get offended by that. He's offended by us. He says, in the name of Jesus, and then trying to force your own will in His name. But when, what Jesus said is, if you ask in my name, it says, if you ask in my stead, as if I were here right now and bringing this into fruition, bringing this into manifestation. If you stand where I would have stood, and coming against the enemy, coming against the illness, coming against whatever, but you know that this would have been what I would have done. You are moving in the name of the Lord. First one you line. I'm sorry I get the, the company last. Um that's in like, uh, a uh, no, another word. Um as mentioned strong concordance code yes. nine. Then it then it actually says the authority and character wonderful the yes. character of jesus character and authority that is very important in the authority of god now god has authority never ever ever are we given authority to do as we please <laughs> we are given authority to operate in the name of god in the name of jesus christ nay a policeman It has been given authority from the council of the town to uh, uphold the law of the town. If he moves outside of that, he has no authority. He cannot go and drink and drive because he's a policeman. He has no authority over that. He cannot go and decide, I don't like your face, I'm going to call you in prison. He doesn't have the authority to do that. He has authority only to uphold the law. And so we have authority only to manifest the will of God. That's why we need to know the will of God. We need to hear his voice. All all of this leads up to this one thing that we are going and it's. ah, Here it comes actually saying exactly this, if you love me, now he says, if you in my name, ask anything in my name. Then he goes and he says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. You will move in, in my stead. You will move in the way that I've told you to move. You will follow my voice and do the things that I'm telling you to do. If you love me. But Lord, now you're going away, how can we know your command? How can we follow your voice? Because you are now going to the Father. And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate. Some translation says helper. Some translation says comforter, which we will speak about just now, which is actually a great revelation. The, the, the Greek word from which this is translated and written is parakletos. But the, the, the prefix of this, the another, is also very important. The another actually refers to and means that something that is exactly the same. I am giving you another helper. I'm going away. But man, my sub. <laughs> woo, super, sub. Yeah, super sub. You will do even more things if you learn to follow Him and obey Him and move as He moves. If you move instead with Him. I will give you another advocate or helper. Now one of the commentaries that I read actually refers to, to the King James Version who reads Comforter and it's something that we need to understand about the Holy Spirit is is in our language which has sort of been diluted, we understand comforter as someone who comes and oh shine peace. And we all need that sometimes. <laughs> But that is not what is referred to when he speaks about comforter in as, as the Holy Spirit. It means something much better. The, the 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 King James was translated from the Latin. Thank you for bearming Kevin. And and the, the 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 Latin word for for that they that they use there is um, not forte but let me just double check so I don't lie to you. Come fortis. Come fortis. And it's, it's the the prefix is come and the root is fortis, which means strength. And come is with. With strength. So I will send you another one that will come with strength and strengthen you. What did Jesus say in in Acts 1 verse 8? When the Holy Spirit comes, you will receive power to to what? Anyone else than a theological student? (laughs) To be my witnesses. The Holy Spirit comes. And you will receive comforties, Power. To be my witnesses. To go out in strength. And manifest the kingdom of God. To go out and make a difference in the world. all lekker and So I will ask the Father and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth the world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and does not recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now and later will be in you. I could nogge it. But let's land with this point then, just to do the Christian life. Let me first repent. Many, 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 many times I've become aware of the Holy Spirit. And his closeness, that he is my parakletos, the one who came alongside me, my advocate, for my own benefit. So when I don't know what to do at work, I uh, ask, Holy Spirit, please help. When I am in trouble or stuck in a worldly way, or in a way that, that is that things are not going lacquer in this world, I ask, "Holy Spirit, please help me." And he does. He is so faithful. Much, much, much less. Do I say, "Holy Spirit, I'm going to jump out of the boat and walk on the water right now. If you are not with me, I'm going to sink. I'm going to step out and I'm going to pray for someone who is ill. If you do not move, this thing is dead in the water. I'm going to go into the streets and I'm going to witness your name. I'm going to witness to people about who you are and about that you are alive and all that. I need you because if you don't do this, it's just noise. It will not make a difference in anybody's life. Much less... I use the Holy Spirit for my benefit. So that I can make it through life. So that I can negotiate this world. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But I thought about that this morning. It's like taking your children to school in a Ferrari. It's not what a Ferrari is built for. You can a clean car and you can school to If you want to go in speed and if you want to go and do something exciting, then you get into the Ferrari. We are using the Holy Spirit to survive in this evil world for ourselves and not to expand the kingdom of God. And I think he's getting bored. He's waiting for us to step out in the power of God. And the beautiful thing is that he's a gift to every single one that believes. If you believe, you will do all the things I have done and more. If you put your faith and your trust in the Holy Spirit. Not in who I am. Not in how many things I've done right. Not in how I've walked my path. And not in all that kind of stuff. Not in my past or in my future or anything like that. I've got nothing to do with what Holy Spirit wants to do through me. When Peter said, call me so I can walk on the water... Do you think Jesus said, Peter, but uh, let's just think quickly. Did you repent of all your sin? Did you forgive that guy? Did you stop that? Did you? And in no way, just in no way, see, that you can go on living your lascivious life. In no way. 2 Timothy very clearly says, if you want to be an instrument of noble use you have to be holy before the Lord. You cannot live in sin and in Allah goodes and expect the Lord to work through you because there is a, let's call it a qualification of maturity in the Lord. Because if He can't trust you with your house being in order, how can He trust you with His house? That's also in Timothy. (coughs) So, as die. But the word very clearly says that it is not by our own deeds that we receive the Spirit, it is by the Lord. One last thought. And actually, got this from Lillian this morning. So. I got up at five, spent time with just in the, in the Word about this morning. And then she also uh, read a little, a little bit about what happened in the upper room. And one of the commentaries that she read, she actually showed me. It's actually amazing. Ons uh, Kinder we It gives a picture, our, our children's Bibles give a picture of Holy Spirit coming and there's this little flame coming. And hovering over everyone, showing that he's there. First, John says, He says, I, John says, I've come to baptize you with water, but the one who comes after me will baptize you with fire. And that commentary actually said, What happened that day? was in that room. They said the, no, the noise was so bad that it was like it made people afraid. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> nee, like crazy. Obviously I can't make that noise. Yeah. <laughs> the fire column that came in was the same as the column that was over Israel when they were on, in Israel. Ach, in the desert. So, this fire column came into this room. Imagine that. And then divided, according to this commentary, and consumed every believer. Right. Baptize means consume completely. See we think Holy Spirit is like a dove that comes and sits here on our shoulder you know and this lekker strokeies a bikkie Holy Spirit is a consuming fire of God He comes with power and he means business He comes and he changes you Completely. He's gentle. <laughs> he's, he will not impose himself. But at the same time, he's an all-consuming fire. That if we allow him, he will consume everything in us that is not from the Lord. Now, I don't know about you, And this is my last thing that I'm saying. I don't know about you, but I do not want to walk down the road with Holy Spirit sitting here on my shoulder telling me what to do. I want to walk down the road being completely consumed in the power of the Holy Spirit. Completely consumed by the fire and everywhere I go, I set the world ablaze for the kingdom of God. So much so. you can't come close because you feel the heat. Now imagine Peter walking and the heat of the fire of the Holy Spirit goes as far as his shadow is a reference and everywhere he goes the Holy Spirit touches and the kingdom of God is manifest. That's Pentecost. That is what we need as believers. The good news is we receive it as a gift. That verse that I started with in, was in Galatians is a verse that I'll close with, Galatians 3, 2-5. Let me ask you this one question, Paul says. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. How foolish can you be? After starting your new life in the Spirit, why are you now trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain, was it? I ask you again, does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It's because you believe the message you heard about Christ. What I'm trying to say with that is that because of Christ and by Christ, because of His blood, because of the covenant we have with Him, we are able to receive the Holy Spirit in all its fullness. Jesus said to the women at the well, if you knew the gift I have, you would ask the Father, And I would give you living water. Referring to the Holy Spirit. And it will be inside of you. Like a never ending. Gushing forth. Well of life. I want to invite you to stand with me. If you are serious about being consumed and baptized with the Spirit of God so that you can manifest Him and His will and His rule to the world. Stand with me. Holy Spirit of God. Thank you that we cannot deserve you, that you are a gift from the Father. And Lord, with pure hearts and a pure motive, we ask you, Holy Spirit, come consume us. Baptize us. And each and every one of you just do that personally. We surrender ourselves to you, Holy Spirit. Would you come? Baptize us. With your fire. Your righteousness. Your glory. For the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ that we may be walking manifestations of who he is by your grace and your mercy, so that the world will know you, will know that you are alive in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen.